Hey mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach, passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business, to realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so he can work through you. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. I hope that if you were in the United States, you had a great Thanksgiving. And if you are not, well, I hope you had a great weekend. Um, before we get into today's episode, I actually have a guest that I'm bringing on to on today, and I'm excited to have you hear from her. She's just got an amazing story, and her resources are great. I think it's going to be really helpful for you. But I wanted to remind you of two things. Well, tell you about one thing and remind you about another. So the thing I want to remind you about is the Black Friday Cyber Monday special for the new Called and Confident course. So this is the Called and Confident Christian Entrepreneur program that you guys have been hearing about, where I did the coaching and I had the betas and all that with the one-on-one and the group coaching. This is just the course portion for any of you who have been wanting to take to do that work or the mindset work, but maybe you don't want to do coaching, maybe you want to do, want it to be more affordable, this is the perfect opportunity. I'm so excited to finally have it in course form so that you can do it at your own pace, but still have the ability to overcome those mindset blocks, to break through any of the fear and doubt and worry that's holding you back and actually be able to confidently do what God's calling you to do. So as I have two kind of promotions going on with the course. So one, it is launching at 40% off the regular price. And I'm doing this as a, a celebration of the course and a thank you for you all who, who purchased the course um, through December 15th. It's going to be 40% off there. It's so it's two ninety seven, and they're actually payment plans. So you can start for as little as $99. Um, but the second promo, which is the Black Friday uh, kind of Cyber Monday thing, is that if you buy by tonight, um, so you'd be listening to this now. So December, I mean, November 27th, if you buy it by tonight, you get a free one on one coaching session. So this is going to help take the course to the next level, because honestly, the power that I saw and the transformation and the breakthroughs that I saw from the program with the coaching has been phenomenal. I just I just love that God chose me to do this work and that I get to help people do this. Um, and so I thought that that would be an amazing bonus for you all. You can use it at the beginning to kickstart. You can use it anytime you get stuck in the middle or you can use it after the fact. Um, I'm going to let it go through March with the holidays and stuff coming up uh, as far as when you can cash in, if you will, to claim that coaching session, but it's an hour biblical mindset coaching session that is a $200 value that you get for free when you sign up for the new Called and Confident Christian Entrepreneur course. 
Um, I'll put the link below, but the link for that is mamawiththecalling.com slash called and confident course, all one word that will take you there. I'll also put that in the link below. Like I said, today is, is the, the bonus that bonus ends, but the price, um, the discounted price goes to December 15th. So that's the first thing I wanted to remind you about. I cannot wait to see what God does to that course. I am just so excited. Um, the second one is the guest I have on today, Stephanie Clark, she has a Kickstarter for the journal we're going to be talking about. So I just want to go ahead and let you know about that Kickstarter, that this Kickstarter for this amazing journal, which is really, you know, embodying a lot of the mindset work that we do that we talk about here on the podcast, which is um, helping you change your thoughts, helping you have that daily practice to follow what God's calling you to do to be grateful for what he has for you. And, um, like her journal is just beautiful. So I'm going to put the Kickstarter below that. But I wanted to mention it here at the beginning, because we talk about it in the episode, but it's toward the end. And I know that not everybody gets to the end. So I wanted to go ahead and mention it to let you know that if you're interested in that kind of journal, um, even like the little bit I just told you about it, go to I'm gonna put the link below. the, The link is all kind of, you know, kickstarter.com, whatever, some kind of letters. So I'm going to put it below. But you can see what the journal is about the video, this the walkthrough of it. And um, you can pledge. So the way a Kickstarter works, right, is that you pledge the amount that you want to do. And then if she meets the goal, if the goal is met, then everybody gets a journal. If not, nothing happens. So um, that ends December 4th, I think she said we have like six days. So I just want to mention that here at the beginning, go ahead, click that link below, check that out. And to learn more about the whole premise behind the journal, the rediscovering normal process, go ahead and listen to this episode with Stephanie Clark from the rediscovering normal podcast, where she's going to be talking all about how to follow God, how to listen to him, how to be obedient to him, even when it feels scary. And even when you know, the culture and those around you are telling you to do something different. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Stephanie. It has some amazing wisdom in there. And I just know that it's going to be inspiring and encouraging for you. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Mama with a Calling podcast. Today, I have a friend of mine, Stephanie Clark on the podcast. I'm excited to have her on because she has a book and a podcast and a journal that I am so excited to share with you guys because it is so important for all of us, but especially moms, as we are following what God is calling us to do. So that's what we're all about here on the podcast. So I'm excited to have Stephanie on. Stephanie, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'm just going to read a little bit about you. So Stephanie is passionate about helping other moms figure out who they were called who they were called to be by rediscovering normal after her normal came crashing down. She knew she needed to start creating the life of her dreams, regardless of what others think. That's so important. She finally learned that if she wanted to live the life of her dreams, she needed to pick up her Bible, learn who she was and surrender control to Jesus. Yes. She quit letting fear stop her from stepping into what God called her to be or who or what God called her to be. She is a self-published author of Rediscovering Normal, Finding Faith After Trauma, Loss, and Divorce, Living the Fruitful Life God Has Planned for You, podcast host of Rediscovering Normal, and creator of the Rediscovering Normal Daily Journal, which we're going to be talking about today as well, and the Holy Spirit Mindset Method course. She is a recovering people pleaser, Jesus follower, wife, and mama of three. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. So 
I'm excited to have you on because this, I've known you for about a year now and I've heard the heart behind Rediscovering Normal and just all the things that it covers. And I just keep thinking, I've got to have you on the podcast because it's so important. I know you, you talk to women in general, but um, I know it'll be so important for the women that are listening here. And then with your new journal coming out, um, I know it's even, it's just, I want people to hear about this so they can hear about this journal and this is going to help them. So to get us started, can you tell us a bit about your story and how you came to this concept of rediscover- rediscovering normal? Sure, absolutely. So it started off as kind of rocky. <laughs> um, I went through a divorce. So that's when my, when I say my normal came crashing down. Um, And that was just a big wake up call for me. Um, You know, when I took away all of my titles of wife and mom and, um, you know, employee, all of these things, I didn't know who I was. Um, And after the divorce, I really struggled with finding myself again. Um, But because of the divorce, I then really found um, my faith. Um, I started reading my Bible. um, And then just one day I... um, was unhappy with the job that I was currently at. And I was just like, what can I do (laughs) instead of this job? Um, And the idea of rediscovering normal was born because I was constantly trying, having to um, do just that, like rediscovering normal of Um, you know, being a single mom and like trying to uh, juggle co-parenting, but also a working mom and just all of the things that um, come with being a mom in general, but then adding the co-parenting on top of it. Um, So I first started out or tried to start a blog with Rediscovering Normal and then, you know, nothing really happened. But I think it was just because at the time I was trying to tell my side of the story of my uh, you know, experience through my divorce, but God was like, nope, that's not the story we're going to tell. <laughs> so it never really came to fruition. Um, but then one day I just um, decided that, um, redis- well, I didn't decide, God told me Rediscovering Normal was going to be a book. And then I was going to tell my story um, of how I found my faith after the divorce and loss, um, you know, just all the things, um, that suffering can bring and how, um, when you do it all with Jesus that, um, you know, you can live the fruitful life God has planned for you. Yeah. And I, I love how, you know, not that God calls the things, but God uses the things that you are going through. And, and like you said, the blog, like, you know, it went to nothing, but that was like your first active obedience, I guess, like in, in, okay, I'm going to write somewhere. I'm going to write on this blog and it's okay. You know, I'm saying this for the audience because I know people want to have like the right thing and it be the thing, but sometimes just taking those acts, uh, walking in, in obedience and just doing something can lead us down a path where we're like, no, this isn't it, but it's something about this. Or maybe it's just for, just so you know <laughs> that, you know, it's not this topic, like you said, it completely it completely changed. So I love that you shared um, all of that. And so, so you wrote the book and then you started the podcast, which isn't quite the same as the book, but it's along the same lines. So can you talk to us about how Rediscovering Normal kind of changed and transformed even more with the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So with the book, I um, actually decided to quit my corporate job to come home. Um, so that was a big 
also, you know, a big like act of obedience because that was really scary. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I wrote the book and then I'm like, okay, now what? Like, what's next? <laughs> and then there was just that little glimmer of like, start a podcast. Like you have to get your, the story out there. Um, so really the podcast kind of just started as a way for me to tell the story in the book on the podcast, but then it just evolved into, oh, I'm going to talk about this. You know, I'm learning all of these different things as I'm reading the Bible. And then it kind of evolved into, I was feeling very overwhelmed with being a stay-at-home mom. And a friend of mine was also being overwhelmed being a, being a working at-home mom. Um, And we were both just feeling like, when do we get a break? And then it was like, oh, like this is part of it. And that's just kind of the beauty with rediscovering normal is it doesn't really matter what's going on in your life. It's always changing. (laughs) So it just keeps going with all of the season, you know, every season that you're in, um, you know, based on what you're going through. But that's then, you know, like really leaning into um, you know, being obedient uh, to what God's asking you to do, but also like learning how to do that. Because that was, you know, my, my thing is I'm like, okay, well, I want to be a Jesus follower, but how do I do this? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so that's kind of how it all came about of like me trying to just um, help other moms, uh, you know, navigate this crazy world of, you know, finding your faith. Because I mean, I was the same way of like wanting to do it the right way, but that just didn't feel that concept of like following Jesus the right way didn't feel right in my spirit. (laughs) Sorry, there's a lot of right, right, right. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, so, yeah, that it's just kind of evolved. And now it's even even evolved more into like wanting and wondering when do you get a break, but also just like you know, why don't we as moms follow our own dreams? Like, why do we feel guilty about that? You know, so that's kind of how just my own experience of being obedient, but also then just knowing that there are other moms that need help with this. That's just kind of how it evolved from book to podcast. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're saying this, but I want to dive in because I feel like people are going to pick up on that. And it's what they're wanting to do too, which is kind of like you're saying what rediscovering normal is, but then kind of not. So can you just blatantly, like, what is the core? Like you said, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, what's the heart of rediscovering normal? If you had to give it like a definition, I know you may not have that on hand, but like, can you talk it out a little bit just to to explain what that really is? Yeah, sure. So I really think that it's um, like the simplest statement is, um, creating the life of your dreams by changing your thoughts. Like really that's what it comes down to and releasing the shame behind those desires that are in our heart and not feeling like we need to be doing something because we should be doing it because that's what a mom or a wife should be doing, but we should lean into those desires of our hearts and what we want to be doing. Um, because God has put those desires, those desires are there for a reason, Um, so really that's what rediscovering normal is, is, you know, following your heart, but really, you know, leaning into what God is asking you to do and being okay with that. Even if the world and the outside, you know, people maybe in your support group think it's crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I hope people hear that they'll know exactly why I have you on, because of course that's what we talk about in a, in a different way about business. But, um, but I think that 
even as you were saying that, I was just thinking that so many people, like they might hear that and be like, yeah, I wish I could, but there's something in a lot of us and a lot of Christians that feel like it's not okay to follow the desires of your heart. What do you have to say about that part of it? How did you reconcile that? Did you struggle with that? I would say yes, because I'm definitely a, you mentioned it earlier (laughs) and how I'm very much on just like acting on like that little bit of obedience. And then it's like, oh, nope, that's not where it's supposed to go. So it almost seems like um, maybe I'm a little, um, you know, impulsive, (laughs) but not really. I I feel like there's always a, like God's always leading us on a path. And part of it too is unlearning what we've been taught. Like maybe it doesn't feel, or maybe it it feels like we're doing the wrong thing just because that's the way we've been taught. But it's really leaning into hearing God's voice. So you can then be confident in, you know, what he's asking you to do and really just be okay with saying yes to God, even though it feels crazy. Um, and I mean, I still struggle with that. You know, the fear still comes up, but um, it, it's just the, the gaining the confidence to, um, you know, say yes and be obedient because on the other side of obedience is usually something wonderful. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, you made that just sound so easy, but I feel like even in the time that I've known you, which is well, you had already written the book and you're already into the podcast and everything, but I feel like, I mean, I'm wondering in the beginning, if you can think about in the beginning, did you, cause like now I've watched you say yes to God over and over. And it's just so like, I don't know. I can just tell that you are very confident. Like you said, being confident in like, I heard God, this is what I'm going to do. I don't understand it, but this is what we're going to do. And so many women want that, but they struggle with that. So in the beginning, beginning, how did you learn? And I I think this is kind of crazy. I've talked about this with you and just on the podcast, just like, where did we lose the ability to hear the Holy Spirit? But we have in our, I don't know if it's our Western world, it's church, it's us pushing him to the side so many times because we're kind of taught actually in our culture to go more with our logic and reasoning versus faith and hunches. Um, And like you said, we have to unlearn what we've been taught. Um, Even like, you know, I have like, I feel like it's an ADHD brain and I'm constantly um, having random thoughts. I'm like, no, ignore those random thoughts. You need to stay on focus. I'm like, but what is that the Holy Spirit? Like giving me random things to think about. And so I've been practicing sort of, I mean, taking the thoughts captive, but not just like kicking them out because they, you know, they don't make sense or something like that. So can you take us back maybe to the beginning of the person who, like, how do you learn to be confident that you're hearing God so you can be obedient? Um, I Well, I think that it's probably different from for everybody. Um, but I think for me, I had already gone through that major, like, life upset of a divorce and kind of being that like black sheep of, you know, you know, divorce is bad. Like you're going, you know, shame on you, (laughs) you know, and it was just a, I know that like God showed me a lot through that process. Um, because even after the divorce and as I, you know, met my now husband, like I still carried a lot of shame, um, about the divorce even. And, like, you know, God had so graciously like redeemed me from that. And, you know, just basically plopped this amazing man into my life. Um, but I still carried that guilt and the shame of feeling like, 
you know, I'm such a terrible person because I chose divorce. But I think that that's where, um, for me, it was just like, why do we always feel this shame? Like that this is, you know, and this also comes back to like reading your Bible and like, that's how you can, you know, get to know God is by reading the word. And I believe me, I am like the one to always say like, I don't have time for this, (laughs) but like, we have to be intentional about making time for it. And I really think for me, it was just when I started reading the Bible, that was like the, the pivotal moment for me of when I was like, okay, like I am going to, um, you know, really lean into this. Um, and when I say like reading the Bible, I should like specifically say when I read the gospels, like for myself, um, you know, I grew up in the church and I knew all the, you know, Sunday school, you know, Bible stories, but I didn't ever read the Bible for myself until 2020. And that really changed everything for me. Um, because even as reading the Bible and with the old Testament, I was very much of like, oh, I can't make, I can't make God mad, you know? And that was kind of how I like grew up, right. Of like, can't make my dad mad. Um, you know, so it just kind of like also goes to show like how you were raised, but God wants something so much better for us. And he just loves us. And like, we should not carry that shame. Um, because even if we do mess up, it's not like he's going to, you know, kick us out, like, you know, like he's still going to love us. He can use our mistakes regardless of, you know, what we do and how much we mess up. So, um, so yeah, I think that was like the biggest turning point for me was just really reading the Bible and really just opening my heart to what the possibility of what it meant to follow Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, my journey is similar, right? It's like when we go, when we read our Bible and start to really understand, like we're looking for who God is. What does it say about God? What does it say about what God thinks of us? And yes, I think a lot of those kind of shame, guilt, condemnation kind of things come from, it's like, it's like most people don't even read the Old Testament. Usually they kind of read the New Testament, but those thoughts are Old Testament thoughts. And um, not that we should ignore the Old Testament. I'm just saying like, that's where that comes from. But realizing like you see all that and it's for instruction so that, not to get into a theology thing, but so that because of Jesus, we don't have to live in that um, fear and belief that, you know, like those things, we don't have to experience those anymore. Right. And we don't have, we get to have grace and and we don't have to live in shame, but that's the enemy, right? He's going to come in and kind of twist it all up because when we don't fully receive that, then we're going to have like our own little prison of, of, of shame and feeling like we need to perform. I know that I struggle with that of being right. And like being very like, you know, there are all these rules and let me do this checklist and like making sure I'm in, in line um, and receiving God's grace has just been transformational for me. Um, but even like just reading the Bible, like that was huge. And I mean, you know, a lot of people are like, they, they struggle with reading the Bible in any way. And so do you have any tips there for how to start reading it? Did you, I mean, like you said, you started in the gospels, but were you just reading it? Like what, what did you do to have it start kind of unlocking things for you? Sure. So I actually started at the beginning. (laughs) I read the beginning before I got to the gospel. So I actually followed the plan, the Bible recap, Um, And then there's a podcast that gets paired with it. So that was just really 
um, very helpful because I had no idea where to start. You know, like I, it was very intimidating to me to try to pick up my Bible to read um, anything because I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was saying. Um, but that was helpful then to have somebody else, um, you know, help explain what I read. Um, so I followed the Bible recap, but I would say like, as I started reading the Bible and then trying to get moms to also read their Bible, you know, who haven't, or feel like they don't have time. Um, you know, my biggest, um, I guess tip is to just start like pick a gospel. That's where I would suggest is start there first, read about Jesus first, (laughs) which we know Jesus is all throughout the Bible. But, um, I mean, even if you're just reading one verse a day or one chapter a day or something, just so you, you know, can consume the word, because, um, I don't remember where I heard it or who said it, but it, somebody had said, or I had heard, um, you have to lay your eyes on scripture before then the Holy spirit can use it within you. And that was just such a profound moment for me of like, even if I don't understand it, I have to read it. So like, even if you're just starting to just read one verse a day or one chapter a day, at least then your eyes have laid on it. And then the Holy spirit can do what the spirit does with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just, I guess, you know, be gentle with yourself. Like it's okay if you don't understand or get it right away, because that's then where, you know, for us, we just have to start and then we can let God do the rest. Like that's the best part about it. I think is that we just have to, to start and then God can do the big stuff. Like we don't have to worry about that. So that would be my tip is to just start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the Bible recap with that, like having somebody to pair along with it and to explain things in a deeper way is really powerful. Um, and like you're saying, it, the the verse, I don't know the specific verse is in Isaiah, I think, but like my word does not come back void is what comes to mind. It's like whenever we like, we're like a homeschool my son. And so I will like read scripture, like for a part of our homeschool. And I'm like, even if he's not listening, like this is getting into his brain and God's going to do something with it. But the same thing happens to us. Like if we just, you know, even something it is, you know, I'd say like start with the book of John is what we always say, because it's, it's about love. It's easier to read. Um, but even if we just have a few minutes, like you're saying, just like grab, like, you know, our Bibles are usually segmented in these things. Like sometimes I'll just read one of those. Um, and then we can meditate on that throughout the day. And yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to do something with it, but how did, do you have any, any wisdom around going from, it's not just reading for information, right? How do we go from reading the Bible to hearing God and following what he's telling us to do? Well, I mean, I don't know as though I have like a good example. Like I just, I don't know. I just started, right? Like I just did it. I don't don't really know how to, how to say it, but that's really kind of where like the rediscovering normal daily journal came about, um, was that I just started in a notebook, you know, writing down every day, like, what do I need God's help with? Like, instead, instead of like, oh, like today, like I, I just wish I had more patience with my kids or, you know, I wish I didn't snap at my husband or, you know, all of these different things that we try to, you know, quote unquote, fix ourselves. Um, I just started taking it to God, like not knowing what it was going to do or, you know, anything. I just knew that I needed to every day write down, what do I need God's help with? And then from there, it just kind of, you know, evolved into, you know, practicing gratitude and, 
reminding myself of who God says that I am, you know, um, and then also then it evolved into like writing down your dreams, you know, and then like just really partnering with God on, you know, what, what you'd like your life to look like, because when you do it with God, eventually it's going to line up with what he's called you to. And that's also been really cool for me as I've done this process, this daily process with my journal, um, is to just see how, what I thought my dreams were and how they then change and evolve and to eventually then, um, you know, I can, you know, confidently say like, yes, this is a dream that God has called me to. And I now like, I'm going to act on it. Um, so I think it's just being really intentional about every day. Like, even if it's just five minutes of, you know, like time to just quiet yourself and say, okay, this is what I need your help with. Um, because that's then the other thing too, is like, I don't want anybody to feel any shame about, well, I didn't read my Bible today. You know, like, I don't want that either. Like, yes, it's important, but for me, I think the most important thing is just talking to God, like, because then he's going to eventually get into your heart to help you want to read the word. Right. Um, so like, even if you don't, um, you know, read the Bible, I think the most important thing is just talking to God. And that's another part of it, I guess, for me, it was very much like, oh, am I praying the right way? Like, that's just so silly, right? Like, we just need to talk to him. Like, he's because he's always listening and we need to tell him even though he's all knowing and he knows everything already like we still have to go to him to tell him so then we can build that relationship and then I think that's when you just something just happens and you just know that like it's God I I don't know how to describe it (laughs) it's hard to go back and try to understand I just wanted to see if you could pull some of that out but that's I mean that's what it is right it's that building that relationship whatever that looks like for, for each of us. And I think it, I I was interested to hear your story because I think like that was mine too. And it's, it's always developing and and morphing and growing, but it's like starting with reading the Bible. And then it's that talking with him, asking for help with things, but then it kind of morphs to um, like, people are like, don't make God a genie. Like I get it. But like taking, when you just inherently, when you take your, your issues to God, you're saying, I can't control this God, you exist and God, you can control this. Like, that's just a a humbling of yourself. And then it'll morph into praying just for other people. And then it'll morph. I mean, I'm like, God, my husband did this and I will just talk because I just share, like, it's a relationship building process. And then as we're talking to him, like you're saying, be, be intentional, but also I had to learn to be silent, (laughs) just um, like to, to be still and try to listen. And I just don't think it comes naturally to a lot of us. Maybe if you're, um, especially if you've been a Christian for a long time, it's like backwards, but that we have to learn how to listen for his voice and what it might sound like, which goes back to reading scripture. So we can know what his voice might sound like. And, um, and then I think like you're saying you like with your journal and we'll talk about that here in a minute, but like the act of getting direction and, and taking like being obedient when you think it might be God, you know, at first it's just like learning and kind of tuning in to, Oh, that's a God direction. You know, whatever that looks like, however, you know, that means, because in scripture, God reveals himself and tells people directions very different ways. And I think, um, in, I talk about this book a lot, but experiencing God, he talks about how he thinks that God does that. So he's not formulaic. Like we're not going to have like, here's the formula for how to hear from God, because like he talked to Moses through a burning bush, 
but he talked to Gideon by showing up and like just different people with different things. Um, and so we have to, like, I, I always say that God's expecting you to be you because then when you're you, like Moses was curious with that bush, otherwise he could have like ran away, <laughs> but he went to it. And so God knew he was going to go to it because he's curious and, um, which resonates with me. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what is up with that? But like, why is it not burning? Um, and God knew that. So it, he met him there. And so being ourselves and coming to God with that is, I mean, that's where God's going to meet you. He made you the, the way you are. And so I think that as we get used to that, as we learn how to hear from him and just following those little, it could be little things like, I don't know, you tell somebody that they're like, they look nice today or some little word of encouragement, but then it turns into directions, which feel harder, especially like you're saying with like the direction of your life, you know, quit your job, <laughs> start a new thing or whatever it is. And so I love the, the journal because, um, it, it helps you have that daily practice of sharing that. So can you tell us a little bit more about the journal and exactly like what it is, what's the heart behind it? Um, and how can it be used? Yeah, sure. So, um, as I mentioned, I started out in a notebook and mostly it was just because I knew that I needed to, um, I needed to change my attitude. (laughs) I was, when I started the process, I was still at my corporate job and I wanted to quit my job. Um, but I wasn't sure how it didn't make any sense for me to quit my job. It just nothing, none of it made sense. Um, so I just started then this process of, you know, writing down, like, what do I really want my life to look like? And I would say that that was probably even before I really, you know, leaned into my faith. Um, well, it was kind of like all at the same time, but, um, that's where I was saying how, like, my dreams definitely evolved as my faith grew, um, but, you know, like I was just like every day writing down my dreams and my affirmations. Um, if I don't know if affirmations really the right word to use, but, um, you know, biblical affirmations, right. Of like reminding me that, you know, I am basically just saying like, I'm a patient mom or I'm a great wife, you know, things that, um, just basically changing those negative thoughts that I was having every day of like, Oh, I'm such a why can't I, why can't I be a patient mom? And uh, like, why am I being, I'm not being a good wife, like things like that. Like I was just trying to do whatever I could to change my attitude about my current situation. Uh, because me not wanting to, you know, stay in my job, like was then spilling over into everything else, right? Like I was being snappy with my kids. I was being snappy with my husband. Um, so really it just was a way for me to be, grateful for the life that I already had, you know, and that was, um, I, I really don't even know how it came about, honestly, like, that's where I just know that it was a God thing, because it just like one day I just grabbed a notebook and I just started, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start a new process. What am I going to do? And it was just like these, these things, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and then, you know, from there, it just kind of evolved from, you know, like I said, writing down, um, you know, what do I need God's help with? And like, this is what I want my life to look like. This is who God says I am. Um, and then just being grateful, writing down gratitude. And then that's where um, I am such a pen and paper person. <laughs> so I wanted, I mean, I was fine with my notebook, but I was just like, oh, I wish I had something beautiful. <laughs> And, you know, so then that's kind of where the the journal started. 
Um, since I had already self-published a book, I tried to do it on Amazon, but it just was not giving me that same, like, you know, hold it in your hand, like feeling, I don't know, you know, that just like, ah, oh, I love this journal type of a feel. Um, and then from there, it just kind of, you know, um, like God kept asking me to do things and it was just like a yes, a yes, a yes. And then finally those yeses led me to, um, a course that then helped me create the journal. Um, so now I'm just trying to, um, you know, get it out there because I can tell you that it's definitely changed my life, um, by being grateful for what I do have, because then once you're grateful, then it's like, you, you know, you don't, you're no longer focused on it in a, a way that's bad. I think it's not, you part of it is being like gratitude, but it's not just a gratitude journal, right? Would you say that it, that it is a gratitude journal primarily, or does it do more than that? Um, like that's part of it, but does it, does it have a bigger purpose than that? Cause I thought it did based on looking at it, but I just want to make sure. Yeah. So I would say that the bigger purpose of it is to just simply change your mindset and change your thoughts. So then you can like see the possibility that those dreams in your heart could become a reality. Like they aren't as crazy as they might seem, um, whether that's, you know, quitting your job or, um, you know, starting an online business or, um, you know, just being home with your kids, you know, like it doesn't matter what that dream is. It's just leaning into knowing that it's okay, that if God has called you to it, it's okay to say yes. Um, and to release the shame behind it, right. Of like reminding yourself of, like I was saying, you know, telling myself that I am a patient mom and that I am a great wife, um, just to simply try to retrain, you know, those thoughts because our thoughts are powerful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so then just that practice of every day, like eventually your brain's going to believe you, right? Like, I'm sure you know the science behind that. I don't, but <laughs> you know, like if, if every day you are, you know, telling yourself that you are a good mom, that you are a good wife, like eventually you're going to start believing it. And, that's really like the biggest, um, you know, the heart behind the journal is that I want people to believe in themselves and know that those desires of their heart are from God. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, like you said, like the word affirmations, it's like, they're like declarations, especially if they're biblical, you can have verses that you can pull. I know like in the beginning, it may be easier to say kind of things that you know God wants for you, right? That those are, those are things that come from God, but even having verses, which is something that I teach too, is just, you know, taking scripture and just like repeating it. Like that's the strongest thing is because it's literally declaring what the Lord has said is true. Um, and what I love about the journal idea too, is that sometimes we can tell ourselves like, oh, I'll totally, you know, keep saying this every day, but we don't, <laughs> or like having the practice, having the actual journal, like you said, when it's, you know, I was listening to somebody talk about um, how God creates beautiful things and he just like can't help it, right? Like things that are in the middle of nowhere in nature are beautiful, but not because we're even going to see it. Like we're not there, but they're just beautiful because God created them. And, um, you know, like, I don't know, like remote mountains and like, just like things that are pretty. And so when we create, like Solomon created the temple and it was beautiful and brought people from all over because they were just like, whoa, this is beautiful for God. Like when it represents God. And so even thinking about something like a journal, it's like, sure. Like you said, you can grab a notebook. 
Um, but when there is a, like a, I'm a planner person. I just like to have them. I'm not very good at using them, but like when they're, they're pretty, like, you know, you just want to use it more or like often I, for my journaling, for my Bible journal, I grab like a composition notebook, but it is so much better when I spend a little bit more and get like a really nice journal or like, it's really pretty, has flowers on it or something, uh, or a verse on it. Like I love there's something, I don't know, there's something about it. So like having a nice journal and yours is beautiful, uh, which people can, I'll put the link below. People can go look at the the video of it, but um, having a nice journal is going to draw you in already, help you create that habit. It's 90 days, right? Is the, is the journal to help create that habit to be consistent because as we do that every single day, it is rewiring our brain. It is literally renewing our mind is taking those thoughts captive. It is doing all of that and being able to put on paper and what's really cool is that you can track your thoughts and like toward the end like you said you can kind of see what's morphed you can also look back at the beginning and just be like wow I really you know either I was thinking small or maybe you had um just like you know different things but I think what's really neat what happens when you do something like that over the course of 60 or 90 days is that when you get to the end, you're like, well, yeah, I know. Of course I'm a patient mom. Or of course, of course God loves me. Of course. And it's yeah. like, it becomes like in the beginning, it's, I want to believe this thing, but in yeah. the end it's, of course I believe that thing. And then you change again, right? You get a, you get the next journal and you do it again. And just that habit of change, like mindset work starts. I mean, the Holy Spirit's doing that work. He is exposing things and healing things but it also takes our intentional because the enemy is constantly coming at us. We're going to constantly try to grab those old thoughts again. And so just continuing to go at it like that, it takes time, but it's worth it because slowly but surely you're able to transform your thinking, transform your thoughts. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing that I also included in the journal is a spot for um, Holy Spirit moments, as I like to call them. Um, because I know I have a specific spot in my kitchen where it always happens. I'm always standing right there in my, I call it my Holy spirit moment, my, my Holy spirit moment spot. And I will just get the chills. And I just immediately know like, okay, this is from God. I should write this down. Um, but I wasn't always very good about actually writing it down. So I wanted to make sure I had a spot then also where I could just always keep track of those Holy spirit moments because, sometimes they happen and then I forget. And then, and I know you and I have talked about it before too. Like, Oh, I had this amazing revelation. And I'm like, actually, no, I had that several months ago too. (laughs) You know, like, it's just a, like a reminder of like, God's like, Hey, remember, I already gave this to you. Like maybe we should act on it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to make sure that there was also a spot in there to, um, you know, write those Holy spirit moments down. And then at the end of the 90 days, you can go back and like, you know, look at those Holy Spirit moments again to see, oh, wow, like, look at all this, look at all that's happened in these last 90 days, um, you know, and like what prayers were answered. So mm-hmm. it reminds me of those marker stones, in like the Old Testament, where they would build up like the stones to say, like, God talked today, like he gave me this word. Um, and yeah, like so many times we will say we will hear from God and we're like, I get it. And if we don't write it down, or even if we do write it down, if we don't have it organized, I mean, I have notebook upon notebook. I'm like, where was that? When did I say that? But if it was in a spot that said Holy Spirit moments, I could go back and kind of look at those, which would be really helpful, which is why I am signed up to get some of your journals. Um, <laughs> so where can people learn about the journal? Where they can they get one if they're interested? Tell us about that. Sure. So for the journal, I am currently doing a Kickstarter project, which um, if you don't know anything about a Kickstarter, 
um, you are essentially launching a project and then asking people to pledge to your product, to back your product. So I have a goal that I have to hit. Um, so with the Kickstarter, then you would pledge, um, you know, to a journal. Um, and then if we hit the goal, then when the journals are, um, in, then I will mail you your journal. Um, however, if we don't hit the goal, then um, your credit card will not be charged. And unfortunately, then you won't get a journal. Um, but I guess I'm just, you know, God said to do this. So I'm just believing that, um, you know, whoever needs this journal, it will eventually have this journal in their hands. Um, the, the link is, you know, kind of funny, I guess. So I, I don't have like the full link. I'm sure Alexia mm -hmm. will provide it, but um, it is through Kickstarter currently. So um, that's really the only spot that I have anything about the journal right now. Yeah. But I wanted to share, I wanted to give you a chance to share that because I hope that we've convinced people that this journal <laughs> is, is so important. And like, if we want a journal, which I'm hoping that it goes, you know, that it gets supported. I'm going to be giving away one on the podcast way later, but, um, I wanted to go ahead and share this now because if we can back this, like there's no other way to get the journal. Right. And, um, so go on and I'll put the link below, but there's like different tiers and things of different ways you can pledge. And it's like a, fir a first certain number of them have like free shipping. There's different things that you can get, but I just, um, I just know there are so many people that are going to benefit from this journal and I'm excited to see what it does because this is definitely in alignment with what we talk about here on the podcast. And if you are starting a business, if you are like trying to work through those fears, all those things like this process is going to help you start to change those thoughts so that you can overcome those fears and do what God's telling you to do. I've watched Stephanie do this um, process over the past year of just having fears come up and desires to do things. And then she overcomes them. And then she goes and does something else walking with God in that process. I think it's another part of the journal too, is it's helping you to, to listen and hear God and to, um, to see how he's working in everything that you're doing, um, as you're going with those gratitudes, right? Cause that's, we're grateful for what God's doing. And sometimes we feel like God's like, God's not working or I'm not hearing from him. But then you're like, no, wait, look at all these amazing things that have been happening along the way. So I will put the link for that in the show notes. Um, is there any other way people can get in touch with you just to hear more about what you have going on? Listen to your podcast, all of that. Yeah, sure. So my, the podcast is Rediscovering Normal. Um, you can find that where anywhere that you listen to um, podcasts. Um, and then my website is also uh, stephaniejclark.com. Um, or I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, um, occasionally. <laughs> um, but, uh, the other thing I did want to mention is that the Kickstarter will end December 4th. So we have six ish days, um, to, to finish and to hit that goal. So, um, I'm excited and thank you, Alexia, for, um, sharing this with your audience because, I'm just like you said, I think that lots of people need this. Um, and again, they, they can just use a notebook if they want, but I really love my, <laughs> the, it's the beautiful. So pretty. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's much better to do it that way. Um, <laughs> okay, Stephanie. Well, thank you so much. This is a great conversation. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mama with the Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawiththecalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? 
To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.